Podcast contains mature language, graphic themes, violence, blood, explosions, drug use, and gun bunnies. Listener discretion is advised. Twenty-nine. Helicopter pwned by PT Boat.
Hello and welcome to another edition of Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zahn. How you guys doing today? Hope you're doing good. Things have been going pretty good for me. I've been playing a lot of Halo. I've been playing a lot of GTA 4. And surprisingly, I've been playing a shitload of Xbox in general. I used to be so anti-Xbox 360, but now I love it. I love it. If you have a chance and want to play me, definitely check me out. Zan, X-A-N, space, Spyrokin, S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N. Play me online. I will play virtually any game. I'm huge on Uno, huge on Halo, huge on Lost Planet, and pretty big on Gears of War. I haven't played it in a while, though. I just I have to get it back. But anyway, that doesn't matter. For those of you who don't know, Spyrokin is a site that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what we do is every episode... I'll review one to two manga and pretty much give you some information about it. That way, so when you go to the bookstore, you see a manga and like, hey, this looks good, let me flip through it. That way, if you hear our, ma- our review, you can say, okay, I heard this sucked, I don't want to check it out. Or, I've never heard of this before. Or, I heard this on the podcast, it sounded good. And you can check it out for yourself. I mean, you don't have to agree with anything that we review, but, hey, give us a chance. You might like it, or you might hate it. If you want to contact us, check us out at spirecan at gmail.com, or you can email me personally at zan.spirecan at gmail.com. My absentee co-host, Mason, is mason.spirecan at gmail.com, and our website is spirecan.podbean.com. Also, we're on Twitter, just look up Spirecan. So, what else is new in the world of Spirecan? Nothing much. Working hard, or hardly working. And just been so, you know, crazy lately with all the things going on in my life. You know, Belchan, been AWOL, Wolf is who knows where. You know, haven't been able to talk to any of my friends. Just been working hard on my job and reading a lot of manga. That's why I'm here, to read manga. And before I get into the review, I got some news. Kind of fucked up news, but it's kind of important. Now, for those of you who haven't heard, there is a court case that's currently going on, which is really shitty. A dude was arrested for having a shitload of yaoi, and they're going to prosecute him. He had a severe amount of yaoi. I'm not talking a little bit. I'm talking like he had two rooms full. And because of that, a lot of the companies might not be releasing their stuff that's more racy anymore. So you might not be getting any etchy type mangas or any hentai stuff or yaoi, which I personally hate, but a lot of the stuff's going to be censored now because people are worried that, oh no, this is bad, this guy got arrested for it, we can't sell this, we're going to get in trouble for it, oh no! I mean, come on, the Supreme Court said, if it's drawn, it's art! You can get away with it, they haven't gotten rid of it, it got approved, the Supreme Court has defended the fact that manga is art. You can't get fucking in trouble with it. If it's live-action porn, that's a different situation. If you have kitty porn, you should burn in fucking hell. But, you know, I don't know. I I just don't know. It's all fucking fucked up. I don't really get into politics. I don't like politics. It's one of the three things I don't talk about. Politics, religion, and the other one is I don't talk about polka because I fucking hate it. Uh, but anyway, you're not here to hear about my politics. I mean, you might want to, but who knows. The reason why you're here is you want to hear reviews. Reviews about paper books. Now, the current book that I have to review for this episode is Black Lagoon. Now, what can I tell you about Black Lagoon? Well, it's made of paper. Yep, paper. Bound. If you throw it at someone, it can knock them out. 
Uh, and it's black. Covers black with red text. It's kind of cool. A little violent. Getting violent already, but let me tell you a little about about Black Lagoon beforehand. Raku Ragoon, or Black Lagoon, is an action-adventure crime fiction black comedy. It was written by Rei Hiroi, and it's being published in Japan by Shogakukan, and it's being released in America by Viz Media. Surprisingly, Viz did a good job translating it. It came out originally April 2002, ironically on my brother's birthday, April 19th, and it's still coming out. There's eight volumes, and it's classified as a senin. There's three TV seasons, and also there's a light manga. Sorry, light novel. I call them manga still, but they're novels. And, well, it's being published in Sunday GX. And they're currently in America, four volumes. Now, what is Black Lagoon about? Well, it's the, the heartwarming story of a monster who lived in the Black Lagoon, who came out and loved everybody. No. Seriously, Black Lagoon is about a bunch of transporters, hint, hint, mercenaries, who smuggle goods in and around Southeast Asia, and it takes place around 1990. And it takes place, ironically, not in Japan, which I thought was really cool. It takes place in Thailand, in this place called Ranapur. And you have all these different interactions with all these different crime syndicates and different nationalities. That's one thing that I thought was really cool about this manga, is that it does not just deal with, oh, it's in Japan, we're all Japanese, and then, oh, she's a foreigner, she has blonde hair. No. The In the beginning, the outsider is actually the Japanese guy, and you deal with all these different races, and I thought that was brilliant. It's not, you know, and you can see that each one takes difference, and you see the different inflections with it, but let me tell you about the first manga. Now, pretty much opens up with a punch to the face. And this is our main character being beaten up for a disc. Our main character, Rokuro, is a Japanese salaryman who works for the Ashi company. And pretty much what happens is he was transporting a disc. He doesn't know what's on the disc, but they had him transporting the disc in this group. The Black Lagoon Company is kidnapping him for the disc. So they say, okay, you give us a disc, we won't hurt you. He gives him the disc, and one of his captors, this really hot girl in shorty shorts and with a tattoo on her right arm, is like, hey, we're not making, we're only making $20,000 on this. Let's kidnap his ass and we'll freaking ransom him for another 10 Gs. This will be a good idea. And her boss is like, no, that's a stupid idea, Ravi. But she takes her gun out and says, you're coming with us, buddy. And he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to die. And so that introduces us to two of the Black Lagoon crew. First one is Dutch, the captain of the Black Lagoon. He is a former v Vietnam vet, and he's just... He looks like Morpheus from The Matrix. I mean, he's got the, the circular sunglasses, the bald head, and he's got an army jacket. And then, of course, you have Revy, the Chinese-American girl I told you about. The girl who's wearing the short shorts and is very hot. And if they ever make a live-action one, I would see it just to see a girl in those shorts. Again, a lot of trouble for this, but, I mean, fucking hot as hell. So, anyway, as they get on the ship, they're driving off, trying to figure out what they're going to do. And Revy realizes, wait a minute, what can I do? I can't ransom this guy. I have nowhere to send the money. I don't know who to call. Fuck! Let me just kill him. And they're saying, here's the deal. 
let's just have him accompany us for a bit. Then when we trade off the disc, we'll just leave him where the fuck he is. So he's kind of stuck with these people. And Dutch is going to call their uh, contact, who is the one of the members of the Hotel Russia, which is the Russian syndicate in Ramapur. And this is... Uh, how the hell do you pronounce her name? It's Balalika? Whatever. She's a really hot girl with a huge scar on her face, which is a chemical burn or some shit. And what happens is, meanwhile, in Shinjuku, they had to make the reference to that, in the company of Ashi, they say, Oh no, our disc has been stolen. Whatever will we do? Let's hire someone to get it back. Oh wait, one of our... Our salaryman has been kidnapped as well. Oh well, fuck him! Yeah, of course the soulless company decides that a person, even if they're a company worker, is collateral damage in order to cover their mess. What happens is the disc that the Black Lagoon crew stole has incriminating evidence, which if it gets in the wrong or right hands, this company will go under because they were selling nuclear weapons to other countries. So, yeah, they want to cover their mess quick. So, what happens is that Black Lagoon Company, they end up going to Rangapur to the Yellow Flag, which is their local bar, and Rock goes with them. Now, at this point, Rock is kind of feeling Stockholm Syndrome. Now, for those who don't know, Stockholm Syndrome is when, if you're captured by someone and you're, you know, you're being held hostage, you're with them for a long period of time, you start to sympathize with your captors, and you kind of like them. It happened in Stockholm originally, but it's now... You know, it's kind of screwed up. It's like when you see in the movies when the woman is kidnapped by her, her, by this evil guy and she ends up falling in love with the guy. It's that type of situation. But, well, I could actually see it happening. I mean, with Revy, but Revy's a fucking gun nut. So, anyway, in this bar you meet the third member of the Black Lagoon crew, Benny. Benny is their resident computer hacker and just their IT guy. He sits in a room and he doesn't use violence and he just, and gets all their information for him. Now, as they're in this bar, you know, Rock is, Rockero, or as they're calling him Rock, is kind of, he's kind of bummed out. I mean, he's being held hostage. I mean, what can he do? And he's drinking a beer, just talking, bullshitting. He notices in this bar, in, in Rangapur, everybody has a fucking gun out. It's not like, you know, they're hiding it. Pretty much, Rangapur is like Shipwreck Cove in Pirates of the Caribbean. It is a haven for outlaws. In this city, you have a bunch of criminals all over the place. You have different factions. You have the Russians, who are in Hotel Russia. You have the Triad. You have the Italians. You have drug dealers. And then you have, of course, the lovely Church of Violence. It's a church which is essentially a smuggling ring. And they're all crazy. It's pretty cool. They're run by this nun who has a uh, patch over her eye, and she is just freaking nuts. And then, of course, you have the one assistant nun who drinks and she's like Revy's best friend and also she well she works for Langley if you can guess where that's from. Anyway so we have all this horrific things happening in the background and Rock is sitting there and meanwhile Revy makes a comment oh you know only pussies drink beer. Real men drink rum and slides a shot glass of Bacardi to him and he's like and she's like, you can't drink that. You, you're not a man. Maybe I should get you this and that make you look like a little girl. So, Rockero literally takes his tie, rips it off, because he's still in his shirt and tie, rips it off. He's like, give me all the Bacardi you got. 
Because he's a salary man, he has to go to a lot of drinking parties for his boss, so he holds his liquor very well. So what ensues is a drinking game between Revy and Rock. Meanwhile, the Ashy Company has decided to send mercs after them. What ensues is an awesome firefight, which I can't even describe in words. You have to freaking read the manga just for this. It's just fucking intense. And you find out why Revy's also known as two hands, because she could use two guns in the air at the same time without fucking reloading. It's all this freaking John Woo freaking wirework shit. It's very cool. I can't describe just how fucking awesome it is. And meanwhile, only three people survive besides the crew of the Black Lagoon and Rock. The bartender who's bitching like, Revy, these assholes were after you! You better pay me back for my fucking bar! This is the 30th time this happened! Meanwhile, Revy's like, yeah, I see you bulletproof the bar so that it doesn't happen. And you have two of the mercs survive. So, anyway, Black Lagoon group goes back to the Black Lagoon, which is the PT boat, and they're driving off. And so, Dutch decides to call Baklava to find out what the fuck happened, and she proceeds to torture a guy to find the information. This is when you find out how screwed up she is. She has her group just torturing this Chinese guy who gives them all the information they need, and meanwhile, she just takes a gun, shoots him in the head. Throughout the series, she is very fucking... She seems very nice, and she's very cordial, but she's former KGB, former military. She sees everything as a war. She won't fuck around. I mean, she can be polite to you, but she will not hesitate to shoot you if it will get her cause done. You know. Surprisingly, she takes a liking to Rockaroo, but that's neither here nor there. So anyway, you found that they got sold out because the company wants to kill them. So Rockaroo decides to call his job, see if he can repaid everything, fix everything. And his job's like this. Uh, listen, Ojima, we have a small problem. Uh, don't tell anyone this. That disc that they took will incriminate the company, so pretty much here's the deal. We're going to promote you. And we'll tell your family that you died with honor. You're dead to us. Have a nice day. So they pretty much railroaded his ass. And as he's realizing his job just freaking left him to die, they hear a sound. <laughs> Turns out the mercs have decided to take them out with a fucking helicopter with a bunch of missiles. And what ensues is an awesome fight where this helicopter is just kind of taking, she like shooting fish in a barrel, just shooting at the PT boat. And there's nothing the PT boat can do because all the PT boat has is torpedoes and they can't shoot them. So, after they're trying to fight, Rock gets an idea. He's like, hey, look over there. One of the ships that was pursuing us, it got flipped over. Why don't we use that as a ramp? And so they think if it's a great idea, they use the freaking capsized ship as a ramp. They shoot up, and right when it's in line, they shoot the torpedoes. And both well, both of them go off. One misses the helicopter, the other one goes right in the helicopter. And while this is happening, Rock is flipping them off. It's fucking awesome. I mean, it's one of those scenes which make you like, Yeah! This is fucking manly as shit! It's a fucking awesome scene. It really is. I just was like, oh, fuck. So, the Black Lagoon crew pretty much kicks ass, saves the day, and later on, as they're all beaten up and bloody, 
you know, they end up at the drop site where they sell the disc to Baklava, and she gives it to fucking the Ashy group, and they're saying, oh, well, here's your money. Oh, uh, Rokuro, good work, come on. And Rokuro's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. You already said I'm dead. My name is Rock. And he ends up joining the crew of the Black Lagoon. And what you see now is the whole deal with the different characters. And you see how all of them interact. Each one's a little story and how they interact with all the different groups. And meanwhile, Hotel Russia seems to be their main, you know, how they get their jobs. They do work for the other companies this time, so on. Now, the thing I liked about the series, besides the whole fact that you deal with all these different nations, I mean, they're different characters, I mean... You have Chinese characters, like, and they make reference to Revy. Like, one of them, she's this assassin who, you know, speaks partial English. She speaks jumbled English, and when she's talking to Revy, she calls her Twinkie, because she's yellow on the outside, white on the inside. And you have, you know, the there's this whole story arc with uh, the Al-Qaeda, which is a Muslim, uh, they're a Muslim faction, terrorist faction, so they're involved. You have things with the Irish mob. You have scenes with the Cuban mafia, with the Yakuza. And also there's a lot of drug use involved. One of the characters, he's a getaway driver. He's Irish. And when they're saying, oh no, start the car. He's like, okay, just give me a second. And he snorts a line of coke right off of the dashboard. And proceeds to just freaking drive off into the sunset with them while flipping out and saying, hey, look, Captain Picard and all the 90s playmates are coming to give me head. This is awesome! So, yeah, there's a lot of drug use, a lot of just random things in it. It is violent, but it has a little bit of humor in it. It's very screwed up, though. Because there's a lot of existential themes in the series, which you see through Rock's eyes, because Rock is essentially the viewer. And he's someone who's honest, he's trustworthy, and he tries his best to do the right thing. And one of the big themes is he's trying, he's on the precipice of two worlds. He's in between the world of light, which is, you know, being honest, faithful, trustworthy, being just an honorable person, and then this world which is dark and seedy, and he doesn't know what to do. He's kind of stuck in between it, and... He just tries his best to exist between the two worlds until they kind of force his hand. Because there's a story arc later, which, long story short, he gets involved, they get involved with a huge war between two factions. Two factions over the Hotel Russia. And what happens is that he ends up seeing a little girl kill herself. She's actually the head of a, one of the Yakuza groups. And the scene is just very traumatic for him. And it just proves one of the theories that he is just one of the walking dead. That they're they're living on borrowed time. They're not people who are honest. They're 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 you know, they're gonna die. These people are literally they don't know if they're gonna die the next day or a week from then. This isn't a safe business and it's just I can't really explain it. It's, you have to read it and just think about it. I mean, it's not like Ava where they bash it over your head. It's a little subtle, but it's really just, it gets to you. It makes you think. Now, don't get me wrong. This is a violent, horrific series, and 
you really shouldn't be thinking about it, but, you know, if you just see the underlying themes, it does make you happy. Now, is there anything else I can really say about this? I mean, the art is okay. It's nothing new. But the action sequences are done very well. It's not like some of the series where kind of it just doesn't flow right. It flows with precision. And if you watch the anime series and you compare it to the manga, the manga is a lot more violent, and there are some stuff that was cut out, but it's almost verbatim, most of the scenes. They're like, you see it, they take them exactly the same. But, I mean, some of the scenes they change are kind of important. Like the Coke scene, they take out of the, the anime because, well, it's a guy snorting Coke. Fucked up. Another scene that they kind of cut out is there's a story arc with a bunch of neo-Nazis. Well, they're kind of pitted against this group, the Black Lagoon crew, who are a bunch of, quote-unquote, according to the Nazis, racially inferior people, and the Black Lagoon crew comes out on top. But in the firefight which ensues, Rebby goes fucking ape shit and kills every single one of them. And what happens is that Dutch calls her uh, what the hell is the guy's name? He refers that she's like, I didn't know I fucking hired Charles fucking Whitman. And for those who don't know, Charles Whitman was this guy who went on a shooting spree in the University of Texas a couple of years ago. And pretty much she did it for just the hell of it. She killed him just because. And what happens is that in the anime, on the contrary, she just shoots one guy in the leg and that's it. Also, this the neo-Nazi scene also brings in fact one of the another themes about her whole Revy's whole feelings about the world in general. Because there's a scene when she's looting bodies and Rock's like, How can you do that? This man had family She's like, you know what this, you think that, but this thing, these things on the ground, they're not people anymore. They're things. This, this metal, it's a piece of metal. It's not a, it's not some famous medallion. You could sell this. She doesn't believe in anything. She's atheist. She has a very nihilistic look on life. She only believes in money and skills and powers. But she seems to like rock, and I think she actually wants to nail it. I don't know. Oh. Forgot. Another cool thing about Revy, before I forget, because Revy's one of my fucking favorite characters, is she has these pair of Berettas. They're modified. They're stainless steel and they're like 5.9 inches and they seem to have silencers built in. But the cool thing about them is that they're, it says on it, 9mm sword cutlass on both sides. And the cool thing is that you look on the handles, you see the Callisto Jack Jolly Roger. Now, for those who don't know, Jolly Roger is the skull and crossbone you see typically in, uh, Pirate movies, and now the, the Callisto Jack variant of the Jolly Roger is the one which you see the skull and two cutlasses across each other. So it's kind, it's kind of cool. So, um, what else can I say about this? What else can I say about this? Um, well, besides the different factions and all the other stuff, it's fucking cool. You have a lot of weird characters. Like, there's one assassin crazy person who she has one of those box, those throat boxes when if you smoke too much and you, your throat gets cut out and you talk like this. She has one of those and she's just a crazy chainsaw-wielding nut. There's a bunch of other gun bunnies. There's one girl who's like, her name's Roberta and she's a maid for the Cubans. And she has a freaking umbrella which is Kevlar and she has a shotgun built in and she's like the fucking Terminator from freaking... 
Terminator 2. It's crazy. That's something. This is a series where the guys are kind of pussies compared to the women. I mean, there are a lot of gun nut guys, but for the most part, the guys really don't go ape shit. It's the girls who are fucking nuts. I mean, with the Church of Violence, there are three girls who are crazy, and then there's this one guy who's like, just he has a machine gun. And you have Revy, and then you have Revy's counterpart, who's Shuha, the girl who calls her Twinkie, and Revy calls her Yes Lady. At least many of the women are the ones who are crazy. The guys are kind of just, meh, there. So let, I'll give you my rating of this manga after this quick promo. Uh, I say? Fucking Anime World Order. You gotta love them. I hope they come out with a new fucking episode. I'm really waiting on them to just come out with a new thing because I really you know, I love their stuff. I want to hear some more stuff. But, so now on to my rating for Black Lagoon. Now, for those who don't know, we have a rating system of five different points. Lowest being pretty much take it to a priest and purify it, then piss on the ashes and burn it. And the highest being, well, really, really, really fucking cool if you don't buy this manga now and read it, your brain will freeze, your throat will swell up, and your soul will be forfeit to the great Zomo Gustav. <laughs> so, pretty much I'm giving this really, really, really fucking cool. I mean, I don't like action series too much. I don't. I mean, I like Flame Eureka. I love me some Path of the Assassin and Blade of the Immortal. But, for the most part, a lot of them I'm just kind of eh with. This series really got me interested. I want to read more. I want to get more. I currently bought two of them after I got the first one. I had to get a fucking second one. I'm going to buy fucking more once the rest of them come out. Definitely worth getting. Definitely worth checking out. It's one of the best series out there for last year. And hopefully this year we'll get something good. Huh. I was really happy reading this manga. And I was glad I got it on the wheel. But we'll see what we'll get soon. Well... If you guys have any questions about Black Lagoon, or if you guys want to just bullshit with me, my email is sparkin at gmail.com, as I said earlier, or you can leave us a voicemail at 206-426-6665, which is 206-426-MONK. That's our voicemail. Leave it, and we'll if you leave us a voicemail, I'll play it on air. Also, you can check us out at sparkin.podbean.com. Or you can check it out at our forum, spirekin.rapidboards.com. I'm constantly on the Fight Bait anime podcast forum. Definitely check it out. Join it. It's worth getting. And speaking of which, I'm actually going to be with Fight Bait next week reviewing a manga. We're going to find out what manga it's going to be in a second. And, well, actually, of course, I should get to that point, shouldn't I? Yes, because that's the part a lot of you are waiting for. It's that time for the one, the only, the Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga. For those of you who don't know, Wheel of Manga is how we decide what we're going to review for the next episode. Pretty much what I've done is I have a list of over 800 mangas. Now, what happens is I assign 10 at random to the wheel, and I will spin the Wheel of Manga. And whatever number it lands on, whatever manga that is pertaining to, that's what I will review for the next episode of the Spirekin Manga Review. So let us see what is going to be for next week. 
With its powerful scoliness, the wheel will tell me what to do. Number five, and number five is going to be Path of the Assassins by Kazuo Koike. Woohoo! I love me some Kazuo Koike. So violent with rapage. <laughs> okay, I'm fucking sounding like a fucking lunatic. Anyway, I think that's about it for this episode. I think I'm done. You can stick a fork in me. Yeah. You're going to get a couple more episodes. Don't worry. Everything's still cool. Definitely check us out. Send me an email. Check me out on Xbox. I hope I get to hear from you guys some more. I love hearing from you guys. And I love doing this. I hope I can do this for a lot longer. Hope to hear from you guys. And as usual, this is Spark and Mongerview. I'm your host, Zahn, and I am Gonsville.